0: Well, not we are starting on Wednesday the pre-season. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so we I still have one more day before before we start the pre-season.
1: Okay. Um, did you celebrate yesterday, Fourth of July? You guys do anything? Anything fun? Mm,
0: no, anything. No, we we here. We don't. don't we don't celebrate. I mean, of course, I know it's the Fourth of July. Uh, your independence day but we we don't know we don't do anything uh, around here
1: oh wow okay well um let's go ahead and get it started then so i'm um, glad to have you on so uh, for those that are listening thank you for listening uh this is the physical mindset podcast where we talk about everything sports related everything about the human body and today i have a really special guest with me it goes by the name of carlos uh who works as a physical therapist for Sorry for my pronunciation. Pronunciation. Atlético de Madrid. Did yeah, I say it right? right. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, um, tell us a little bit about yourself, man.
0: Uh, well, um, i I started as a physical uh, therapist in my team in Atlético. Um, the just the last year of my degree in physical therapy, they gave me the opportunity in the, in the academy. Um, yeah, I started working there for, I believe, uh, five years as a physical therapist. And then I'm. Uh, well, we started to develop like a sports scientist department, um, like to, to do this type of structure to the whole club. Uh, it's been like two years uh, with that um and yeah i i had my also my degree in in sports science in here in, in spain uh so it's like right now i'm between the 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 physical therapy and sports science okay. something in between
1: okay that's dope and for those that are listening uh when we say football we're talking about soccer so not american football we're talking about regular soccer okay. um so what made you uh interested in physical therapy? What made you interested in like learning about the human body or relating it to sports and stuff like that?
0: Um, Well, um, honestly, I've been always mad about uh, sports and and also about the human body. So it was like the perfect connection between them. And I wanted to be a physical therapist, but I wanted to be like a physical therapist of Atletico Madrid because it's been like my childhood team and know my family's team and I've been a season ticket holder for my whole life and my house is just one street uh, behind the stadium. So it was like the my dream was to work for the club as a physical therapist. So yeah, for me, it's like very special. And so I'm so grateful for that the club gave me this opportunity and they gave it to me like very early. And um, yeah, it's it's like a dream for me, of course.
1: Yeah, I could imagine that's so surreal, like growing up, watching players play at the stadium or going to the games and stuff like that. And eventually, you know, ended up working for them. So um, I know that felt like amazing getting that that letter or that um, offer to work for the team. Um, so did you play any sports when you did you play uh, football when you're younger or any well, other type played, of sports?
0: Yeah, I played, but as, um, as a goalkeeper. But it, I played in futsal. I don't know if you know this type of soccer. It's five against five. It's in in a different court. It's it's a different type of, of soccer. And um, right now I um, do triathlon. Um, but uh, not soccer anymore. Just for, just for work um, and, um I tried when in my free time. Uh, don't be so focused on food on soccer because I've always been mad about soccer, like all the matches, all the leagues. But right now, that I have to find time for other things because if not, like my my whole life it's um, about football. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I I try to step away a little in my free time from from football or soccer. Sorry.
1: Okay, oh, it's okay if you say football. It's it's totally fine. Yeah, yeah. If you're so used to that. Um, but yeah, so what? Uh, what? What keeps you motivated to like still work with these athletes or like continuing continuing to learn about you know the human body or different ways to help like prevent you know players from being injured and stuff like that? What What kind of keeps you going?
0: Um, I I believe that one of the best things of uh, my job is that uh, I'm focused on um, innovation. So I Part of my job is like being updated and uh, uh, about everything related to injury prevention, because it's part of my job. And honestly, it's like a little bit weird, but I love studying. It's something that I really, I really enjoy. Uh, of course, always focused on the on the field uh, for the players, but uh, I love like this other uh, part of my job that I have. Of course, uh, in order to be updated, you have to study a lot. Um, and uh, as long as it's part of my job, it's like uh, much easier to, to keep reading and to keep, keep investigating and we can like try many different and many, many new tools to decide which ones are, are the best ones. So I believe that I have in, in my job like many different things uh, to do in my in my daily work. It's not just the same, for example, as a physical therapist, like you have your routines and um, you have to wrap uh, ankles, you have to do massage or all these kind of things. But in this position is like every day is different. And is that you have to uh, think bigger and in like a three or four years perspective. So it's like a very different of what we are used to in and even more in this kind of clubs that you usually have like one year contract and you have to focus on just that season. But here, I mean, I'm so grateful for the for the team because they want to um, build like a project, I think, in, in the future.
1: So, what, uh, like, how do you set your time aside to study like all these different things? Um, do you have like a set block of time that you just say, okay, well, today I'm just going to study this, this, and that, or I'm going to look up or research like this particular injury? Or, like, how, how do you set your schedule up to like study? including like you know working and stuff like that
0: yeah honestly um i don't have like a schedule because here uh, well i guess like in other in other teams too it's like the schedule is is constantly constantly changing so you have to adapt so it depends that from you can have a change on your uh, on your schedule from one day to another so you just have to adapt depending on the day on the week. So, you cannot, you can never assume that the next day is going to be in that way because it can change in any at, at any moment,
1: yeah. So, I feel like, yeah, um, and I, I assume that your life is just, uh, kind of just on that schedule the, the whole week because, like you said, you have so much stuff to do, um, yeah, um, learning a lot of different new things and then implementing new things. Uh, so, what, what advice would you give somebody that's like that? goes into a week that they're a physical therapist, athletic trainer, or like whatever the case may be, they go into a week where they're just like not certain of like what's gonna happen that week. What advice would you give them to be, to, to, to tell them um, to like make them calm or uh, have them not worry about so many different variables that happen throughout the week? Like what, what keeps you like sane, I guess, to not like be anxious or worried about, you know, new things changing every week.
0: Yeah. I believe that your question is very, very interesting because at least from my point of view, all, uh, this type of, this kind of uh, clubs, what they look for when they are hiring someone, they, they look more in this um, type of skills, like these soft skills, more than your actual knowledge about physical therapy because it's something much easier to learn how to uh, work with uh, force platforms or with um, any any other tool. Uh, it's easier than to uh, learn how to manage uh, stress or anxiety in this kind of environments, because of course the elite sport uh, is uh, something that of course is, is present and um, you may have like your free day one week, maybe on Tuesday and the next week we would be in, on Thursday, so you cannot plan for yourself in the long term. Uh, So you have to um, be mature enough to to be able to adapt to all these different situations and not to be like, you don't have like a real schedule. So you have to be very open-minded in order to deal with all these changes. At least it's it's my my point of view from, this is going to be my seventh season.
1: Yeah, that's very interesting. And then also, my next question is going to be, how did you actually get to position at um, Madrid? So was there, like, steps, like, when you were going to PT school or um, wherever you are going to for your physical therapy degree? Um, were you interning for the team beforehand, or did you, like, kind of just reach out to somebody, had, like, some type of connections or something mm-hmm. like that, or
0: yeah i'm here um there are uh, many universities that they offer like a uh, internship with the academies of the um, of the teams um so if you are like one of the best performers in your university you have like the chance to uh, do an internship with a certain team and then uh, if you're like um, good enough you can uh, be uh, um, you can um Keep going in the in the team.
1: Yeah, uh huh. That, that's so interesting. I, I feel like you know going to those types of, or going to school and then interning for like a major sports league or sports team, whatever, is a really good opportunity to get yourself like I don't know, a- acclimated or kind of get used to you know that next level in sports. So you know, um, either high school football is different than you know league football. So having those different types of like skills, those players and stuff like that, yeah. um, I think is very uh very challenging. So, um, what what was like your? Did you have any doubts like while you were interning or while you were trying to get that 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 position, or you just knew like okay I'm I'm gonna get it. This is what I'm after. Nothing's gonna stop me. Or was there like some doubts like along the way?
0: Um, I couldn't have any kind of doubt because it was like my my only chance uh because um, i um you if if you don't have like things very very clear you you are not going to be there for for any for, for another year because everybody they want to be there so it's like you have to show them that you are good enough to be there but again not good in terms of physical therapy even more like in this uh, soft skills and I believe that this is a very good way to um, to introduce the professionals into this world because it's a very specific world so for example uh, myself I've not worked in any other place let's not be my club so I believe that I perfectly know I perfectly know how does it work like from the inside and it's something that you have to learn how soccer football or basketball how does it really work from, from the inside. So I believe that it's the the best way to introduce the professionals. Like if, some, if you, since you have been very young, you are introduced in this type of environments, you just get used to it. It's not, if not, if you're 30 and you have to start to understand how um, um, a football uh, team is, um, how, how does it work? It's going to take you longer
1: got it got it yeah and you were speaking earlier about um like you, you, if you're introduced at um that type of skill level at that that young age then you kind of like get used to it and stuff like that um so what are some skills or assets that you think is required for you know working at a high level sports you know uh, facility or high level sports team Like, what, what skills or necessary like characteristics do you think a person should have in order to like work in that type of environment?
0: It's, it's a very good question. <laughs> um, um, I, in my opinion, if I would, if I have to choose one, it would be determination. I mean, because when you here is like when you win, you're the best. And when you lose, you're the worst. So you have to have like the, the determination to, Maintain your your head in the same place, even though you you're called the best or you're the worst, because it happens to the players, but also to the staff that surrounds them. So if you cannot keep that determination in the ups and downs, you won't uh, you won't make it, because of course in during the season you have many ups and downs. When you lose a match, it's like it seems like it's the end of the world. And when you win, it's like you're in the Glover Trotters, and you have to maintain your your head in always um, strong, uh, even though um, the situation.
1: So, uh, so my next, my follow up question would be, what kind of skills did did what kind of skill sets you apart from like all that, that pool of people that were interning for uh Madrid, Madrid, excuse me. Cause I know you were talking about earlier that, you know, the school that you went to, you were, you got the chance to intern for the the soccer club or the football club. And um you knew that this is for sure what you're going to do. So what kind of skills set you apart from like the rest of the pool? I don't know if they like pick and chose like, okay, well, we're only going to take five of you guys or like two of you guys or whatever the case may be, but what kind of like, made you stand apart like stand out from the rest
0: um of course um it's never because you're better than anyone it's because you are willing to do more effort than maybe the the others i i worked uh, there from monday to sunday i don't know the amount of hours not because they asked me because it was my dream so I mean, I would do whatever it takes to uh, keep that position for me. I mean, mm-hmm. whatever it takes. Honestly, I mean, I, I don't know the amount of hours I could work like per week,
2: mm-hmm.
0: but it, it didn't matter because it was my, my my only chance to to be there. So oh. it was from Monday to Sunday. Yeah, no no days off.
1: So you 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 just said, I don't care how many hours I'm going to work, how many days I'm going to work. I, I want to work here. And so like back what you said earlier, I think that ties into what you said about determination. You were just determined to, to be a part of that that club and um, you're willing to do whatever it takes to, to get to that point. So, um, yeah, that's really inspiring. Yeah, motivation.
0: Yeah, but I mean, it's. I'm being as honest uh, as I can. I mean, I, I believe that I, it's not the thing that I'm smarter than any other. Of course, it's not there. People from working for any clinic out there that they may be much better physical therapists than I am. So not because I'm in a certain team, I'm better than anyone. Is that maybe they, they wouldn't like my job because it implies many many things in your life that you are not made uh willing to sacrifice in order to 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 get it so it's not you're 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 not the best one you're the one that's, that is willing to do whatever it takes to to get it and for me it's it's what makes the difference but of course not, not only in physical therapy in football and whatever in whatever you wanna you wanna do if you are willing to sacrifice whatever
1: mm-hmm.
0: you can you, you can make it but many people they, they don't mm-hmm.
1: so the, did you have to sacrifice so i'm assuming you had to sacrifice a lot of your things like probably hanging out with friends or um i don't know but some of the free time that you used to have isn't free time anymore all that free time is used up just to you know study or um internal work at madrid so did you have to make a lot of sacrifices to to get to where you are now
0: yeah many many personal sacrifices uh many yeah <laughs> i not yeah because and even more because when you like see like from here it's it's okay but uh, back on the days you didn't know if you were going to get it and you were younger. So when you're, I mean, I, I started in, in the club when I was 21, I believe. So oh. like being so focused when you're just 21 is not easy because like people in the universities like going uh, partying and you know, like university life and yeah. like being, I mean, okay, it's like this last year, I'm not going to hang out not a single day. Wow. No, no, yeah, may, I mean, no days off. It's no days off because you have like you have to work, but you also have to study for the degree. You also have to uh, do your regular practice in the mornings, and you also have to develop yeah, like your final project uh, for the university all the same year. So it's like when tw- with twenty one, it's like a huge sacrifice. Yeah. Because maybe when you are like 31, you know how important this is, but with 21, you usually don't have like this perspective, um, at least from my point of view.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think at that young of an age, you know, gone to college, been in college for like a couple of years, uh, university for a couple of years um you kind of see all your friends going out having fun or doing all these fun activities and then you know you're kind of stuck inside studying or you know working and stuff like that so I could imagine that it was uh you know kind of hard I'm not looking forward to forward to it when I go to physical therapy school because I won't be locked in for a year but um I could imagine that that was you know hard to to see your friends you know have fun and stuff like that but you just say okay I have to work I have to get this done so what was it kind of um I want to say hard. Well, was it kind of difficult to to lock yourself in for for that long, just to, to work and stuff like that?
0: Um, yes, but I mean, it was my dream. I didn't want to be like a physical therapy in a hospital or in anyone anywhere else. Because when I did my regular practice for the mm-hmm. university, I didn't. Uh, enjoy any of them because I didn't want to work in the hospital I mean that that was what I wanted and anything else so it, I mean it was my dream so of course I mean it was hard but if it's hard but it's something that you really want it's it's, it's not the same
1: I I think that uh, what's the word that kind of like chooses like it, it defines different people and what they want to do so you can have a 21 year old who wants to go out and party doesn't have like a really clear goal on what they want to do but then you have another 21 year old uh, like yourself that wants to you know is determined to do something or is, you know wants to reach their end goal their dream and stuff like that they'll do whatever it takes to reach it so I think having that that dream or that determination is really important in like defining who really wants it and who doesn't um so yeah, I don't know. Do you know who uh, Tim Tim Grover is?
0: Oh uh, no, I'm very bad with with names. Uh, so so maybe, but, but uh, I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, he's a uh, he was like a personal trainer for like Michael Jordan and um and Kobe Bryant like back in the day and stuff like that. But he has a couple books out um, that I read, and he in one of his books he talks about like um being a a cleaner. So like the top attribute to have is like being a cleaner. And like a cleaner is basically someone that you can rely on to do the job, to do the d- dirty work that no matter what happens, they're going to figure out a way to, to, you know, get past the situation like they don't let little things affect them. So, you know, hearing your story and like having you explain to your to, to the audience or whoever's listening about um, how you're you determine your word just reminds me of like you being a cleaner, you being like that one person that isn't going to be defined by like what other people say or not get so easily distracted by all these different, you know, um, things that you're just determined. And, you know, you're going to be that guy that, you know, teams or the club is going to call on to do all these different things. So when you said that, that's what that's uh, what reminded me of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I believe that when we talk about this, it's like we are talking about high performance. It, it doesn't matter if you're an athlete, if you're a physical therapist or if you are whoever, because what requires High performance is sacrificing everything. And if, if you're willing to, to do it, you will be high performance. And it has like uh, good things and bad things, but it's your choice. If you're studying anything on, if you're an athlete, for me, it's the difference. It's not, we, we see it in the, in the academy. I mean, the players that make it are not the best ones, are the ones that are willing to sacrifice everything during these years because I'm talking about 21 but what happens with an athlete with 14 years old he has to have like this long-term vision with 14 years old it's It's much more difficult and yeah and for me it's it's the difference between the one that's going to be in professional football and the one that's not going to be there it's not the one that, that it's the best one because after so many years in the academy, you see like many players that are like big superstars and then they they, they don't make the jump. But on the other hand, you have like the this hard, hard work guy that it was never like the star of the other team and he kept going until, kept the, until the yeah, until the final stage.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah very interesting uh, we're gonna go ahead and switch to, to more like you know specific questions related to your job and stuff like that and like athletes and everything um so when you're there uh, i'm assuming like on the field or like in the facility that you guys have there right um at, at the at the club when you treat athletes like well let's just walk through uh what you do mm-hmm. with like the athletes and stuff like that on the on the club
0: yeah um when we talk about the club it's like we have we are not allowed to talk about how how we 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 work there daily because it's like something like that belongs to the club like how how do how do or how do we work um so it's for it's like we we cannot like talk about like our house our schedule and house like our normal normal days like here on professional football is like we are not very sadly is like we are we cannot be like very open about mm-hmm. the process that that goes like inside the the club
1: got gotcha. you okay um well let me see uh then what's uh like because you said you do injury prevention and stuff like that. Like you try to find new ways to prevent injuries. So what's like, like, because I used to play soccer. I used to play football or soccer when I was younger, like a lot younger. And the problems that I had a lot was a lot of, I want to say shin splints. And like I rolled my ankles a couple times. And I guess like um, muscle pulls, like groin injuries and stuff like that. So what are some like, preventative ways I guess that you help kind of like combat you know it doesn't have to be those specific injuries but like any that you've seen um, across your experience that you've seen like more often than not or well, what's kind of like your prevention measures for those type of injuries
0: yeah and um, for me there are like two points in injury prevention we have like injury um, injury risks that we have for example a specific strength uh, power or we use um i i like uh force decks for example um and then we also have like the player monitorization in terms of the load because it doesn't matter if you have like a hundred of of uh, injury risks that if you're not exposed to the load you're not going to get injured and of course we have to take into account that we can we cannot never uh, we we, sorry, we cannot predict an injury you're likely to get injured in this part so we are going to work specifically work yeah yeah but i'm not i'm not predicting that you're going to like, going to get injured there but of course when you're when so you analyze yeah yeah when you analyze the data it's never a surprise i mean i'm sure that for example if you have had like a growing injuries uh just Doing a simple test like a, the squeeze test, I'm sure that your values like would be very, very low. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know like the squeeze the, test? Yeah,
1: yeah. I was just about to ask. Are you well, what is yeah, the squeeze sorry. test?
0: Yeah, squeeze test is that you have um to um squeeze the your hand in between your knees.
1: Oh, okay. So you yeah? so you, put, you I, put your you put your hands in yeah? between your knees and you just yeah, I, so, kind yeah, of like some I'm, isometric. Tapu. Yeah,
0: yeah, and we have like a specific device to see the the, the amount of newtons that you could produce, mm-hmm. and of course, I'm sure that you you would produce a very low um, amount of newtons. But we don't know if that's the cause or the consequence, because one of the main problems is that we usually we usually treat the consequences and not the causes, because maybe you have like a very low strength because of the pain. And you have pain because you don't have enough, sorry, enough hip rotation, or maybe your glutes they don't activate when you are running. So it's like you have to see the whole picture and not just focus on I have pain in my groin. You have to understand why.
1: So, uh, so say you do like say, someone wants to prevent having a groin injury they do the squeeze test do you have like other tests that you use for like your glutes or like um for hip rotation or from like hamstrings or quads yeah. and stuff like that so do you yeah you can go ahead and um walk us through like what type of tests. like well we'll stay with like the groin injury but like what other tests would you usually use yeah. for like um to help like mm-hmm. prevent that just to see what, what other places they're weak at so they can you know prevent that
0: mm-hmm yeah i'm going to talk about my personal point of view how i how i uh see the um, injuries and how i like to at least how i like to think about them okay um yeah. i usually de- yeah i usually divide like each injury in different parts um because i ha- I, I need to be very specific we have a uh, mobility and we sorry i like to measure it with, um, for example, an electronic goniometer. Mm-hmm. Um, motor control is not how much uh, force or electric input do you uh, do you produce? Produce is how do you produce it with EMG, superficial EMG? Yeah. For example, in the groin grown injuries, you may have um, strength. But your motor control, you, you don't know how to activate your glute. So mm-hmm. your hip is not stabilized.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah? The We also have strength and we um, I like to divide it into a, a maximal um, isometric test in order to see like more uh, structural component mm-hmm. and the explosiveness with the rate of force development. Because we really need to focus on your weaknesses again it's my point of view how i see things i'm not talking about anything related to uh, to the club um this is why i de- what i teach in the um, in the university and this is how i divide the the the, the units that, that i that i teach yeah um after strength we also have, um, we have uh, power, so we have to understand based on the biomechanics, if you get you have get injured during, for example, an acceleration, at acceleration, uh, maximal velocity sprint, mm-hmm. and understanding how your force velocity profile is, you can individualize the training because here health intervention and performance are all the same. Mm. If, if you're injured, you're underperforming. And if you're underperforming, it's because or it's because you're going to get injured. So then we have power and velocity. And with the force velocity profile, you can individualize based on the weaknesses of uh, each athlete.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I feel like that's so interesting. Um... To, to, to just learn like y- even though you may get injured it's like okay well there's steps that you, we can do to like relieve the pain but like what can we do before you get injured or like if you get injured to like prevent that from happening and um I feel like there's so many studies out there um I read one it's not really injury prevention but it just goes to show you like the overall theme of just like working on things to to prevent anything and it was a study I forgot the the guy's name but they did um They did, like, three different variations of squats. Like, for basketball players, they did, like, a um, full body squat or full squat. They did a quarter squat and then – I forgot what the other one was. But they did three variations and, like, they tried to see, like, what your vertical would be after each, you know, squat. And they saw that the quarter squat one – it was half squat. So it was full squat, half squat, and then quarter squat. They saw that the quarter squat people, people who did the quarter squat – had more of a vertical because when you're, you know, jumping in basketball, you don't get, you know, super low to the ground and then jump super high to, to dunk or whatever. It's usually in that, you know, um, yeah I want to say like 20 to 15 to 20 degree range. So,
0: yeah, it's like you have to be very specific. It's because you cannot like keep, I mean, you cannot work with an athlete like 20 hours per day. Like I'm going to work mm-hmm. everything with you. Mm-hmm. Because you have to rest, you have to monitorize the load. So it's like when we start about talking about injury prevention, we end talking about performance. This is why I decided to start to also study like sports science, because it's the same, it's it's a continuous. So for example, for me, there are two main investigators that are unbelievable, and I learned a lot from them. Johan Lati, uh, he um, made, made an article with um, his team about the uh, injury prevention and injury risk screening. Uh, I, and I, I recommend like everyone to, to read it because it's, uh, it's an amazing amazing job. Um, and also the, the other one, it's, um, oh, I forgot the name, um, I'll say it later. Um, so yeah, because yeah, because they they used like many tools during their rehab to get sure that before the return to play, the, the athlete was, um, was ready, ready. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I, I believe that he's um he's now in the NBA this oh, year, really? he yeah, a few days ago he singed for Orlando Magic, I believe. Yeah, I, I, he's a top, 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 uh. Um, uh, investigator I mean he's that's amazing for sure yeah
1: yeah so when you're out there like watching the players and stuff like that you kind of see yourself um like watching the way they run or watching the way they cut or kick or whatever do you kind of like watch those little details to see like okay um I don't know if you kick the ball with a straight leg, is he gonna get like a strain in his calf or if he's gonna kick it with like his knee bent, what's gonna happen? Like, do you, do you see yourself um, following those small little details while you're, you're watching the athlete or um, while they're doing like yeah. an injury prevention thing?
0: Yeah, because uh, it gives you a lot of information. Like what are you lacking? Uh, I mean, what are your, again, your weaknesses, again, for injury prevention, and performance for example a change of direction you have to if you're i i love the change of direction because it gives a, a lot of information but of course then you have to do like very specific tests to understand why because change of direction if you measure just the time for example the 505 if you just measure the time that you take to complete it you don't know why you're underperforming. It's because you don't have uh, enough velocity or it's because you don't have enough strength to um, accelerate or you don't have enough enough strength to, again, uh, accelerate. So, so, yeah. Yeah, can
1: you, yeah, can you explain uh, what the, the 505 uh, yeah, so, really is for uh, people? It, yeah, I don't
0: know. Yeah, it's, it's like you start with a, uh, a 10-meter sprint and then you have to do a, a 180 change of direction and then go back five meters. So you measure the time that you take to do a five meters change in five meters that you start from 10 meters. I don't know if I've explained myself properly. Yeah,
1: no, no, that makes sense. Yeah. So you have like two points, right? And then you said they're five uh, meters apart?
0: It's Yeah, It's you start here, it's 10, the mm-hmm. end is here which is uh yeah 10 meters so you start here and then you go there here you start measuring mm-hmm. here it's five meters and then and it's until here until yeah until here five meters you turn and return here got you. you okay so you you, you you stop but you have to know if you your time is low or your sorry your time is high mm-hmm. it's because you don't have enough velocity here to, to turn or it's yeah, or, or it's because you don't have enough strength to change here the direction, so you don't have yeah, enough sure. strength to push the. So mm-hmm. after uh, like observing like this very um, like biomechanical and um, gesture, you have to analyze specifically why you're underperforming. No, you know, you know that you're underperforming, but you have to understand why
1: do you usually, like, what's the, I guess, the the right time or the right range to be in when you're doing that um, 505 drill? Or is Uh, it just you have to be under, like, a certain amount of time?
0: Yeah, I I believe that with with the athletes testing is that you um, are based on the standard deviations because your population is so specific. You cannot compare like a basketball player with a soccer player, and even you cannot compare like a striker with a defense. So you have to compare the same position
2: and mm-hmm.
0: see who is uh, underperforming. And if you have data for any other season, you can compare.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, that makes a lot a lot of sense. So do you do like different um uh, different drills like that or different uh? I guess, experiments with different positions? Like, I assume like a goalie, since they're going in that lateral um, plane of motion that they have to, you know, work on Mm -hmm. those kind of planting and stopping or planting and going uh, a lot more than forwards or?
0: Um, I mean, um, yeah, again, I I cannot talk about what they clap, what what they do. That's right, that's right. Yeah, (laughs) a little bit too close, a little bit too close. Yeah. (laughs) uh, um, yeah, I like the specific drills, but I believe that for injury prevention, it's like you also have to do this analytical test and they are the same for everybody because it's, it's the same injury that you're going to have, of course. they. But for me, that's more important for the load because it's not the same load that you have like a, a, as a striker. I mean, the amount of high velocity, high, sorry, high speed running that you have, or the amount of accelerations or the accelerations you have. So you have to prepare the player for what is going to face yeah, during in, the game in, like in the situation. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for me. That's for me, the position for me, it's more important um, when talking about the, the load mm-hmm. rather than the specific like um, risk factors, uh, injury risk factors, because the squeeze test, you're going to have like a growing uh, injury. Even though, even if you are a uh, striker, uh, midfielder, or even whatever is your sport, you are work on basketball. You can mm-hmm. do the same test. Mm-hmm. It's universal.
1: Yeah. So, uh, what's like some of the common injuries that you usually see with like um, football players that you see? Um, does that have to be like your club, but like any other? You know yeah. things that you've seen. That's kind of like okay this mm. i see this injury more often than this injury or whatever
0: mm. yeah i mean for us i mean in football and um, muscle injuries are i i don't remember the exact, uh, but it's huge the 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 amount of in muscle injuries and mm-hmm. even more in in the thick so Um, I believe I have the study that there's in the, in the Premier League with Jones, I believe it's, is the author. Um, But mainly all, all, almost, I don't know, maybe say 60% of the injuries or even, even more are hamstring injuries, Mm -hmm. quadriceps injuries and groin injuries, Mm -hmm. groin pain. And the the most common are groin pain, um, hamstrings. And then effects but mm-hmm. again it's uh, they're muscle injuries muscle injuries muscle injuries
1: yeah so uh so walk me through so say like someone has a hamstring injury and then like another person has like a, a quad injury or whatever so what kind of test would you do for like those hamstring injuries or those quad injuries to kind of like get to like the real root because the quads you have you know four muscles and stuff like that that make up the whole quad um what are some like i guess what's more what's more important like would you strengthen the muscle or would you try to do like some tests to see like specifically um you know which muscle group is irritating the most or um yeah so would you do like a test and then try to strengthen those muscles or what was like walk me through what would you do
0: i believe that the test must be when they player the first test must be when your athlete is uh, injury free Mm -hmm. so you have the the standard values of course you can work on them but you also have the values that you have to reach if 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 the athlete get injured Mm -hmm. um so when when an athlete is it's injured you cannot I, in my opinion, you cannot do like many tests is that you have to take one of uh, of each, I mean, one for strength, one for mobility and to see if it's um, progressing or, or not. And before coming back um, to be to, to be sure that he's or she's ready. <coughs>
1: So, do you work well? Maybe I don't know. This is too close to to not saying, you know, stuff about the club. But do you work closely with like the? Uh, I don't know if you guys have like strength and conditioning coaches and like athletic trainers. Do you do you work with them as well too? Like with the player, like say say a player gets injured with the hamstring, whatever. They see the athletic trainer or whatever. They do rehab, mm. and then they feel better. Then they come to you, and then you do the tests and like the, um, the mm. other things.
0: Yeah. Um, well, I believe that injury prevention is necessarily um, a matter of all of us, but not just physical therapists, but also the nutritionist, mm-hmm. uh, of course, uh, the, the, the doctors, strength and conditioning. So, I believe that all the staff have to work together in order to prevent injuries. So, mm-hmm. it's impossible to um, attribute the injury prevention just for one person it's it's the whole team it's the whole team Mm -hmm. it's the whole team yeah
1: so my next question is so what would like so you you get the player back to 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 playing in a match and stuff like that do you still you still see yourself like looking at you know specifically or i bet so say that they did injure themselves do you kind of like watch what they did, like how the injury happened, they kind of say like, oh, okay, well, you kind of ran this way or you kind of cut too hard this way or whatever the case may be. Do you kind of just see like how the injury happened and kind of, you know, formulate, a, I guess, a hypothesis or like a solution onto why, you know, they pulled their hamstring or pulled their groin?
0: Yeah, I mean, because, again, if you have to be sure that the player is ready, you have to reproduce the injury mechanism. So if you have had an injury, for example, like in a high speed running, you have to be able to do high speed running. If you add the injury in a change of direction, you have to focus on the change of, of, of direction.
1: Mm-hmm. So what's and like... The other, yeah. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, as you finish.
0: No, I was I was thinking about it that you asked another thing before. Um well, I don't know. Yes. I, I don't know if you asked something that I, I didn't answer.
1: Oh, oh, about my previous question. Uh yeah, so do you kind of like watch film of like the the players? Um and not even if they get injured, like mm. do you do you also watch film of yeah. you know, you know what they do? Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, maybe we should tweak this a little bit. So it doesn't have to be like just for injury, like say someone got injured, you know, groin injury um and then you watch like the tape to see like what they did to to strain their groin but like also just watching a match just in this entirety entirety of then just looking at different players and like how they do stuff do you kind of like catch yourself looking at film
0: yeah, um, uh, i in my opinion is not that useful to watch all the match but of course you need the the gps information i mean to see what has happened uh, in the match? Because you cannot like count the amount of high-speed running that the player had. If it was too much, or it wasn't related to load, it, because it was just a um, uh, direct contact. So you have to see okay, because this match, um, she or he ran like twenty kilometers. That of course never. It's a matter of distance. It's just to. It's a, an example like. Maybe you run like 14 high speed running, 40, um, for, sorry, 400 meters in high speed running and then he got injured. It, it was too much or it shouldn't be. And I remember the, the question is that I believe that you asked if we if, if if I believe that you have to keep training after the return to play. I believe mm-hmm. that you asked me yeah. Yeah. yeah I believe that the, the return to play is just another step during a rehab. Um, mm-hmm. this author that I told you before that I don't remember the name yeah. um, they they made a great article about uh, rehabbing an L- LCA and it took um ACL yeah it, mm. uh, it took two years to the rehab, because, yeah, but, I mean, uh, the player, he re- returned to play after eight months. But mm-hmm. The year yes. after, they keep rehabbing um, mm-hmm. her ACL. So it's, I mean, it's an amazing yes. article again.
1: Yeah, because mm-hmm. uh, I, yeah. AC- I tore my ACL um, back in 2014, I believe. So, and then I went to physical therapy. I did like all the workouts and stuff like that. And uh, I think I came back a little bit too quick. I came back in like six months. Um, and then recently I tore my meniscus and I had to get it repaired. And then I'm still going through physical therapy right now and everything. But I think it's just do you, do you uh, like, are you okay with like an athlete? coming back sooner than expected so like say you know um I tore my ACL or whatever and you see that my strength wise is like the same in both legs or whatever the case may be and I'm like passing all the test but I came back in like six months would you still allow that athlete to you know go back on the field and play or would you still you know try to rehab for like that whole you know supposed of the year that you're supposed to to be out just to be on the safe side
0: Um, in the ideal scenario you should have to wait but Mm -hmm. in the real life scenario sometimes um, you cannot wait imagine that you have your World Cup final and I'm telling you that you Mm -hmm. cannot play because despite you feel great you have like 15% of asymmetry in your strength test Mm -hmm. I mean of course it's going to be yeah, it's going to be more risky, but the decision making it has to like understand the, the whole situation. Uh, so I, mm-hmm. it's like you don't, in my opinion, you cannot like take a decision based on a sheet of data.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You have to talk with with the players to see how, how he's been working, the the doctor, the strength and conditioning, the coach. I mean, mm-hmm. it's. Uh, it, there's not like the amount of items that it's okay 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 now you're ready. Right. yeah because for example for acl one item item that's very important is a psychological test if the, the, the player if he feels confident enough to get back yeah um
1: i think that's a, uh, a major one too yeah go ahead my bad
0: yeah no 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 i mean the, that even though do you have like all the Items like, okay, you, you are perfect, but if, for example, if the player, if he doesn't feel it, like, if I feel I'm not ready, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if you have, like, tons of data saying that you are. And, and the other way, if you have, like, a World Cup final, you cannot just look uh, um, at 10% asymmetry, 15% asymmetry, like,
1: it's, it's... It's different. It, yeah, yeah, it's gotta be the same. Yeah. Um. Back on your previous question about like the psycho uh, psychology test and stuff like that. Um. I think that's very important as well because when you go back to the sport and when you go back to you know, um, return to play, whatever you want to make sure that you're not doubting yourself while you're playing. Like, oh, okay, I don't want to step too hard or I don't want to cut too hard. You want to you know actually play like how you were playing before the injury. So I feel like that psychology test is you know very important and. Making you making your mind right and not having like those doubts while you're playing. Like, oh, okay, I don't want to do this move because this is what tore my ACL. But you know, just getting past that that obstacle, um, like you said, is very important.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, the approach must be multidisciplinary. disciplinary uh, I mean, for example, um, if you are um, a muscle injury in my opinion in the first days it's even more important to see the nutritionist
1: you said one
0: the n- n- nutritionist
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. You yeah said it's even more yeah more important. because
0: got you. yeah because i mean for example you need to de- i mean for example you need to decrease your carbs and increase uh, your products and you have to uh, take like some anti-inflammatory food so the same with the psychologist is like we usually uh, tend to think that our part is the most important in this big puzzle but it's just my job is as important as the nutritionist as the psychologist is is so and only working together is how we're going to um, be successful and it's it may sound like very from the book but honestly i mean for me it's 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 the key i wouldn't be anything if I have to work alone if you ask me okay you have to rehab this ACL on your own I would say no and it's not like uh, my ego is going to be affected because I believe that one single person shouldn't uh, take the rehab from day one until like two years after because it Mm -hmm. implies like many different things that you have you're not the best one I mean, I, I may know some things about nutrition, but we are talking about high performance. It's not enough, my knowledge about nutrition, and I have to know it. We need a nutritionist. Nutritionist, And I may know some things about psychology, but I'm not a psychologist. You need um, a very specific psychologist who is the best. To work and with nutrition. those athletes. Yeah. So yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah. I cannot, like, make a rehab for an athlete on my own. Mm-hmm. it's not fair for the athlete i would be lying to him mm-hmm.
1: yeah so it's all just like what you're talking about earlier with the strength and conditioning coats and obviously the psychologists and nutritionists. you guys are like your own team as well too and trying to help the athlete or trying to like you know get the athlete um back to the match or playing or back to the regular so so I'm,
0: I'm looking i'm looking for for the author that's still oh, uh, really? yeah <laughs> is that I'm, what you're
1: looking at? You're trying to...
0: yeah 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 i was looking in in, in myself mm-hmm. and i'm oh, a taverner yeah Matt, Matt taverner. yeah he's not <laughs> yeah he's that, amazing that,
1: that's the author and that's the one that you were mm-hmm. talking about that got hired in the NBA. or this is this was somebody that was different right this yeah. is the one that got hired yeah, for the magic it's, it's, yeah yeah mm-hmm. Yeah. that was bugging you for a while huh? you're trying to figure yeah the like i
0: was looking here in my cell and then i <laughs> decided okay i'm going to look for it in, in my computer
1: uh uh-huh. but yeah no i'm, I'm glad you uh, uh you found the author because i'm definitely gonna gonna look them up and um yeah, look yeah. some of the papers and stuff like that because it sounds yeah, really I've le- interesting
0: I've, I've, I've learned a lot from him
1: mm-hmm. um so what's like so that leads me to my next question what's what were some of your like I guess like idols or some of the people that you kind of like looked up to um, in like this sports field. It doesn't have to be like, you know, um, sports related. It can be like a, you know, motivational speaker or whatever the case may be. But what kind of like, you know, some sayings or some speeches, some, yeah, some sayings or some people that kind of like kept you, that that stayed in your mind while you're working with like athletes and stuff like that, that kind of like, you know, made you push forward that you felt that you looked up to.
0: My idol when I was, of course, um, many uh, athletic-minded players. Mm-hmm. Um, that I, I prefer not to personalize <laughs> any of them. Uh, because mm-hmm. now they are they are closer. Um, my idol. It may be weird, but my idol was Steven Gerard. I don't know if you know him.
1: Steven Gerard.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. the captain of uh, Liverpool's captain? Mm-hmm. I yeah, well, know, it was. Uh, yeah, Liverpool Football Club captain. It's a Liverpool is a team from England, mm-hmm. and even though I'm from Madrid, is I don't know why. I mean, it was my 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 idol, and it wasn't like so easy to follow the Premier English Premier League back in the days. But I don't know, it was my idol. I have here his T-shirt, single. oh really? Yeah. <laughs> always and signed like, and everything too. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah um he was like my, my my idol back in the back in the days uh, mm. in physical therapy me mm. as me of course some of my teachers but it's like here it's a, it's a very young profession so we didn't have like a very big uh, models mm. to to follow it's like right now we are doing our own path
1: okay yeah just kind of cuz um, I feel like, you know, back in the 90s or, like, 80s or whatever, they didn't have, like, as much technology as we have now, like the biodex or, you know, anything else that we kind of kind of use in today's world for uh, for athletes. So, you know, paving your own way, just probably – there's probably going to be somebody, you know, a couple years down the line that's going to look up to you uh, and, like, what you did and stuff like that follow in your footsteps. So uh, I think it's very interesting how the way, you know – motivation works like you look up to somebody but then you follow in their footsteps but you don't know it like in a couple of years somebody might follow in your footsteps because of what you, what you did so um yeah that's very interesting yeah. to
0: yeah I, I hope that no one follows my my steps because i believe if you're gonna be relevant you mm-hmm. then, you cannot follow anyone i mean of course you mm-hmm. can um look for inspiration or whatever but never like follow straight to to someone because if not, you're just doing the, the same thing. And of course you can do it much better. And I'm sure that in a few years, there are going to come many, many physios that they're going to be much better than me. And I'm going to learn from them. Mm-hmm. And, and that's how, how it works.
1: Yeah, I think that kind of sets you apart as well. Just, you know, you can, get some like ideas or motivations um, from somebody that you kind of look up to but like you can put your own little you know flavoring onto it and stuff like that and you know since you're determined or whatever characteristics that you had going into the profession um, can really be you know motivation to to somebody yeah. else so um
0: yeah yeah I, and I I teach in the um, post in the master's degree, but also in the degree, and for me, that's the difference that in the degree you can be closer to the student because he's looking for someone to
1: kind of mentor, uh, like,
0: yeah, like to inspire them in a more mm-hmm. personal way, because when you're in, for example, in the first year of the career, you're not looking for the best technique of the world that's going to change everything. No, mm-hmm. you need to find the passion for your career um So this is why I love teaching both sides because in the master degree, of course, is something much more specific. But during the degree, it's like you have to help them to to find his or her passion. Even though if it's not um, sports, physical therapy, it's just to be passionate about something.
1: Yeah, because that that was going to be my other follow up question, because I know you talked about earlier that you uh, teach at the academy, you said. So, yeah, yeah, I was teaching, you know, the students or what do you kind of see? Well, you can tell me as much as you can, but like, um, what can you kind of see in like the students or um, what do you look for in students? I'm pretty sure you kind of touched on that a little bit. But, you know, how is that teaching aspect for you?
0: Uh, it's my other passion. I mean, mm-hmm. I love teaching so much. And I learned so much from the students. From me, it's, it's amazing. I could start very young teaching. I believe that my first uh, class was when I was 23 or 24. Oh, so wow. It was like, yeah, it was huge. Like, wow. and it was an it was in English. So it was like a, a huge impact for me. But again, it's like, when you are ready for this kind of moments, and football can make you being ready for because you have what we talked before, you have a head to overcome this kind of situations. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, uh, yeah, I love it because it's like here, we have to um, make the profession on our own. And I always tell the students that I don't want to teach them like any specific knowledge. I just want to build their passion about anything because it's going to be the, the key for, for the success. If you find the motivation during your career, you're going to succeed because there's a moment that no one's asking you to study, to keep going. You don't have any kind of exam. You don't have like any specific path that you have to follow. And only if you have this kind of passion, you're going to uh, look for more. So I believe that the, the, the role of the university is that because the knowledge is already on the internet. If they um, work on the web, uh, hamstring injuries. Yeah,
1: they just look it up have, and it's right there. Yeah. and yeah, yeah
0: and I mean, in the degree, I mean, for example, anatomy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Of course, any book is much better than I am. But I, my, my role, in my opinion, is to motivate them to understand how important and how interesting anatomy is. And maybe you think, okay, anatomy is, is shit. Honestly, it's shit. <laughs> yeah, uh, learning
1: about like all the, the bones, yeah, muscles, yeah. and
0: tendons. Yeah, yeah. I ask them, please do not memorize anything. Understand mm. how the body works. Mm. Because uh, for me, the knowledge, it has to be based on anatomy and physiology. Because once you understand this, you can build your your, your own methodology that's mm-hmm. always based on the human body.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because...
0: It's a personal opinion.
1: Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. I think it's very important just to like not just study the terms, just to pass like the exam or just like, you know, learn about the body or learn about the bones or whatever the case may be, just to memorize it, but like actually incorporate it into, you know, how it works. So what's like... I guess your process, or like, how would you tell your students like, okay, well, this is, you know, the humorous, or this is the radius, or whatever. But like, I, I, how would, okay, how would you incorporate, you know, it not being just, you know, having to remember the term, but like also incorporating like how it works. So like, how would you usually go about like, um, telling your students that?
0: Yeah, for example, the class is three hours, maybe the first half an hour i just talk about anything i mean even if it's uh, i related to physical therapy something that it interests them interest mm-hmm. yeah, they are them. um so i can catch their attention it may looks it may look like i'm losing 30 minutes but i'm winning their attention for two hours and a half mm-hmm. and from that moment they are so interested in what's going to come um so it's like, I'm, how to, how to explain um, is the, is the, um, when you understand why it's much easier to, mem- to, to, to identify, it's not, okay. Uh, I have a very bad memory. If you give me like a list of 10 words, it could take me like one year to, to memorize <laughs> them. yeah, yeah. because if I'm not interested in these words, it's not going to stick. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to lose 10 minutes of my time because my, my brain is thinking about something else. So once that you have this attention, because you're thinking that, um, it's something important and it, it is, it's interesting for you. For example, I think I may um, um, understand the differences between the hamstrings. Why we have, uh, for example, um, the long head and the short head of the of the um, of the biceps femoris, yeah. So the long the difference is that the long head is biarticular, so it 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 implies also hip extension. What's the, one of the problems in the rehab that we are always focusing on knee flexion? So we hypertrophy the short head, and we forget and uh, the long head, and usually it's still atrophy atrophied after, oh, really? the rehab. After the rehab we usually find this. Why? Because we don't understand anatomy and I'm sure that any of my students will, will, will ever forget that we, they have these two heads, one that starts from the uh, sciatic uh, sci- sci- uh, bone, the other from the femur, because it has like a very specific um, utility for his or her professional life. Yeah, and it's everything about the passion. If they are interested, this is why I spend like 30 minutes about just taking their attention. And then you can imagine like three hours of anatomy in a row. Yeah, that would be, yeah. I, I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's it. It's it. <laughs> yeah. For, yeah, for me, as, as, a, as a student, it mm-hmm. would be a nightmare.
1: Yeah, because you have a lot of teachers that kind of just, you know, have, have a three-hour class and it's like, okay, well, this is what the book says. This is what we're going to do. You know, and it's just like clear cut is where you have to memorize and everything. It's not like really interactive. So I think like what you said, just having that 30 minutes or however long um, at the beginning of class, just to like just doing something interesting for the students kind of like makes them like, oh, OK, this makes sense. Cause this is why we're learning about, you know, short hair, yeah. long hair because. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But m- maybe sometimes it's not even related. Mm. It's not even related for to what we are going to see in the class not really? even yeah so because I just yeah I, w- I just want their attention and mm-hmm. once that it's there so for example uh, a specific uh, case if I've seen I don't know one of my friends uh, triathlete, and he had an injury and I tell them something that they may understand and we are just talk about it because they are just mm-hmm. already thinking because the only th- my only objective in the class is what I want, the only thing I want to teach in the university is I want to teach them how to think on their own. Mm, think, critical think, thinking, think, think, yeah. Think. Yeah, yeah, and it's the only thing, I mean, and ask me as many times as you can, why? 90% of the times I'm not going to to know the answer, of course, just ask why because if you have asked why you're going to look on the internet for it and then you're going to keep building your um um knowledge on top of it like you just yeah, keep learning yeah. more stuff on top yeah yeah, yeah but this it's, a, it's a, that curiosity that's going to build on um, mm. yourself it, it's not going to i mean i believe the university doesn't work the same way anymore it's not going to come any teacher and he's not going to discover you like the world Because, for example, in physical therapy, you have to discover it because it's a very young profession. So just learn how to think so you can uh, keep growing.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's a a major part. Um, Just having that characteristic of just critical thinking, just asking yourself, like, why or why does that happen? Why did this happen? And it just, like you said, kind of builds on itself that you just keep learning about you probably will learn something new that you didn't know before just because you were just curious to ask. So, um, I think that's a very important, um, as we're winding down here with the last like couple of questions. Um, so like, what, what would your advice be for like anybody that's, that's trying to be in like your field, like, or, or anybody that's trying to like work for a major, you know, sports, uh, a major uh, sports team does it have to be football. It could be like, basketball or um um anything else basically so what what would you say like what advice would you give for like people who's trying to get into that physical therapy field with like a um high level sports team
0: yeah um for me it's like a topic but hard work i mean you have to be sure that this is for you because it implies many things that you may not realize So you have to be again be willing to do whatever it takes, and if it means to lose your holidays that you have already paid, it yeah you yeah I mean Mm -hmm. yeah I mean you have to because if not it's going to come another one that Mm -hmm. wants it more than you yeah Uh, yeah that's that's life. Um, So this is not for everybody. It's not because it's like more fancy. It's better. It's. I believe that working in a, a elite team is not better than working in a in a clinic. Of course, of course not. It may not be for you. You have to be sure that it's what you really want. And yeah, and to take this this path. So the, the determination, and the, the the other thing, in my opinion, is networking, because um, no one is going to i believe no one is going to allow you to enter in this kind of environments without knowing you even even though you have the best cv in the world because again the soft skills are the most important ones we here i believe in, in, in my opinion i wouldn't choose like one that's been in the best university of the world maybe it's the one that has that has sent me 100 emails and that he has been winning to work like 10 hours and that he had like these soft skills to manage these kind of situations even though he may not have like the best um, education because he's he's showing that he's willing to learn what he lacks mm-hmm. because of course we we all lack many things and how do i understand physical therapies may, may be different from how do you understand it, that you have to adapt from any from different environments that you have
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you brought up some some great points for that. Um, Like you said, you're we, not looking for, like, the person that went to, like, the best university, best academy, or, like, has all these degrees and stuff like that, but it's the person that's, like, really persistent in trying to to, to work for that team or get that position that they want to be in. So, um, yeah, I think the key yeah. main points, like, determination, persistence, and just hard work, I think those were, like, the three main that you were just focused around.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, and... I really feel what, what I'm saying is not like I'm just saying it because it looks like fancy or, or whatever. It's Yeah, but I it's mean, real I, life. I, it's, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, I I studied in a public university and here the public universities, we don't have any kind of internship in the big clubs. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: So just networking the whole time? Basically, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, with that age, I couldn't do any kind of networking with twenty years old. It was hard work. Hard work. Yeah, I mean, Mm -hmm. because it was. I had. I wasn't like. I mean, I I don't believe like in in like in brilliant minds um, because I believe that we have all like different type of intelligence, Mm -hmm. and yeah, the difference that. Again, you're going to go there like with 20 years and you're one one day, another, another, another. And yeah. at the end, it's going to happen. Yeah. And the, other, the, the, the the other thing that I would like to to, to say is that don't yeah. be afraid of, of failure.
2: Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: Because I believe that the, the more that you try, the more that you fail. The, the, the biggest fail is not not trying. But again, it's it's maybe like a very yeah. from the book sentence, but I cannot count how many times I've I've failed and I'm, I'm going to fail.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was just going to say one of my last questions or like the, the last question was um like, were some failures on the way to, to where you are now? Because I, I have a, a little dream board here and it has like fear on them. Or it has, like, a comfort zone. And then it has, like, a big circle. then, like, there's, like, little circles inside. And it's, like, you know, there's so many times throughout my life where I failed. Or, like, I did an internship at a physical therapy, like, facility. And I kind of, like, messed up a exercise. Or, like, um, I, just, I, I just did something that I wasn't happy about. And I would go home that day and I would just be like, wow, I'm such a failure. Like, I can't believe I let that happen. Or I can't believe I messed up that exercise. But it's, like, those are necessary like I had to think to myself like those are necessary failures so when that when you do that exercise again or whatever the case may be like you know what to do and it's not you know you're not thinking that you're going to fail but it's like okay well these are the mistakes that I made this is what I'm going to do to fix it and you know failure after failure you just learn those mistakes and then you know you get to that that position that um, you want to be in but yeah so my, my last question was uh what's like the the biggest challenge or like the the failure that you had um, through your career, get into that to this point.
0: Um, after signing my first contract, mm. maybe one month later, I broke my hand. Oh, really? And yeah, as a physical therapist, <laughs> like breaking your breaking your hand, yes, after your first contract, it's yeah. I mean, Dang. it was <laughs> huge for me. Um,
1: you broke it playing football, or no, 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 it, like you.
0: Like yeah, like I I uh, I I crashed with with a friend of, of oh, mine. Oh really! Like oh, wow. he turned mm-hmm. and and I broke like my my bone. Mm-hmm. And for me it's, it was like the end of the world. Of course yeah. it's not, but at, at, at the moment for me yeah, you was, kind of felt... Yeah, and it was like the boxer fracture. It's mm-hmm. the typical fracture it's... that you that you have when you punch, punch somebody. Mm-hmm yeah somebody and for me like to explain it to the club
1: mm-hmm.
0: it was it was crazy um, and it and at that moment I started to develop like all this project I remember like the first like um, document that I did mm-hmm. I couldn't even write on, on my computer because my hand was was broken it's when I decided to to like change all my I didn't want to be like a normal physical therapist. I want to like develop like something else. And I didn't want to work with my hands. I, I wanted to work with my brain because it's where I believe it. It's my biggest strength. And yeah, I believe, I, I remember like being in the stairs, like very close to my house, like crying there after my my incident with the hand. And right now, every time I I, I come back to home, I always like have to, Stop these three steps of this stair to remember where I where I was. Uh, oh. Yeah, um, I mean it may sound like stupid, but for me, like it changed completely. I mean, like, my biggest failure. To you. Yeah, my, yeah, my biggest failure. It ended up in my biggest. Um, um how you say? Like, like my biggest. Motivation, yeah. I guess. Like yeah. Yeah, my my biggest like achievements. Yeah, my one of my, my biggest I mean it's all all yeah, all the project I'm developing right now, the club, mm-hmm. it started because of my broken hand.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I feel like, you know, a lot of people can take that injury or take, you know, a certain situation and think like, okay, this is the end of the world. This is gonna happen for me, like just down and out. And then there's other people that think like, okay, well, this happened. I'm gonna make sure that I'm never in this state again. Like, I'm I'm gonna be, you know, where I still wanna be, and I'm not gonna, you know, let anything, any situation deter me from that. So, that's actually a really touching story. Yeah, the
0: the determination, again, the the word that we started with.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think a really big key component, uh, especially in your philosophy. So, um, but yeah, uh, that's basically all my questions. yeah, I'm glad that you came on. I know this was been like a couple. I want to say like a couple months in the making. Yeah. Um, I try to you know, because I know you're busy with the club and everything, and then I was busy, you know, with work and everything too. But I'm super glad that I got you on today to just chop it up with the uh, with sports and the human body. So yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was my pleasure to be here, like sharing your. Uh, I mean, your time with me. It's been. It's been great, and I would come whenever whenever you want. And thank you again for the invitation.
1: Yeah, no, no problem. Anytime. Uh, love the conversation. Love the knowledge that you bring. Um, I'm pretty sure there's like a thousand more things inside that brand of yours that is just super interesting. Um, but before you before we go, do you have like any last words for like anybody that's listening, or um, any last thoughts or advice that you want to give people?
0: Well, uh, of course, I want to say thank you just for uh, saving their time with me. and um, that be be willing to to go one step ahead. Like sometimes, like everyone's going to tell it why are you like trying this crazy thing that you're going to fail. That don't try it. And uh, yeah, go ahead because these things that sound like. Very strange. They they happen, and they are always have something in common. That's the huge amount of, of effort. And for me, it's it's the only key, the only secret. The that we can share. It's the the effort that you put. If we're going to to put more effort than any other anyone else, we're going to make it one hundred percent sure. And of course, that any anyone. Um, anything from me um i'll give my my email to the um so you can reach me for whatever you may want or you may need
1: perfect sounds good well thank you for everybody that tuned in and listen um i appreciate you uh thank you carlos again for being on here and uh do you have like any social media they you want to plug in or like say where they can like follow you or if you want to say your email um so they can email you or
0: yeah, um, I don't know if you can like write it down, uh, yeah. because yeah, it's um, yeah, it, like yeah it's my my first letters. It's C B B F forty eight at gmail dot com. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So That's
0: whoever cool. wants to reach me or on LinkedIn, um, of course, I'm always open to to chat with anyone anyone
1: do you have instagram too or is it just yeah is, yeah but it's, do, it's, do you want it's, to... it's like oh go it's ahead
0: just per, yeah it's just personal my, my instagram i'm I, i'm i believe that they won't be interested in my holidays <laughs>
1: honestly i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure they'd like to to check up on you see what you're doing and stuff like that um but yeah uh, i mean if it's cool with you uh when i post this video i can tag you if that's cool with you um, i'll definitely send like the the video and then like the um uh, the recording and then also the audio to, to you uh to send to you and you can do like whatever you want with them um but if i post it on instagram uh, we'd love to tag you you can share it too and then so people can like you know get in contact or message you on instagram or you know anything so
0: okay yeah thank you thank you so much i'll do so i'm sorry what was that yeah no yeah yeah Yeah. i will do it for for sure
1: okay for sure yeah so you enjoy the rest of your day carlos um thank you so much again for being on love talking to you and hope to uh talk to you in the future
0: yeah for sure (laughs) we'll keep in touch
1: all right then carlos you enjoy the rest of your day
0: thank you bye
1: or night whatever time it is over there i don't know yeah i
0: mean it's it's like bedtime it's half past 12
1: Oh, are you serious oh yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah it's literally cool. sunny over here no clouds but yeah okay you yeah. enjoy the, the rest of your night <laughs> yeah.
0: Right. okay okay Bye, I'll
1: thank talk to you later mm-hmm.